0: And I believe that that's really why you're here Christ died for us History Makers Hi and welcome to History Makers, I'm Matt Prater Today we're speaking with US singer-songwriter Jimmy Needham He is an awesome singer and I've seen him uh, perform before I've uh, been watching a bunch of his YouTube clips lately He's got some great stuff out Released a new album called The Hymn Sessions recently It's great to have him on the radio at the moment How are you Jimmy?
1: I'm doing
0: great now, mate. For those who uh, haven't heard your music before, um, you know some of my favourite songs of yours. I've heard. Uh, you've done a great uh, song called "Grace Amazing," which we play on the radio quite a bit. Also, "I Will Find You" featuring Lecrae. You've done a great version of uh, "How Great Thou Art" with Trip Lee recently, which is a really cool version. Um, tell us a bit about how you first got into music years back.
1: Yeah, uh, well, you know, my my first exposure to any sort of performing in music was actually. Um, Doing uh, <laughs> school musicals and plays and things like that, I would I'd do a lot of a lot of that stuff. Um, but uh, when I got to college, it was coffee shop shows for me. A lot of my roommates were uh, were performers, and so I'd go and open for them at a coffee shop or a bar or a club or whatever. And you know, the feedback was always really good. I was I started writing some songs uh, late high school, early college, and um, you, more and more folks started coming to those shows. Eventually. Uh, um, my dad offered to help fund a record um for me back in uh back in the day and I, I, I put it out there online and the rest is sort of history. I got a phone call from a, a record label that wanted to sign me because of it and have been doing this now for the past eight years. So it's been pretty
0: pretty awesome. And I know you've mentioned some of your influences uh, musically over the years have been the likes of Lauren Hill, Gavin DeGraw, Jason Mraz, and particularly Keith Green. Now, he's one of my favorites. How has Keith Green impact you in your songwriting and your music over the years? Well,
1: you know, I think my, my biggest takeaway from Keith, and I think the thing that we all appreciate about him, uh, is just his unapologetic commitment to the gospel. And... Uh, you know whether or not you enjoy sitting down and listening to his stuff i mean it certainly you know feels like it's from the era that it's from you know the early 80s late 70s um singer songwriter thing however much you enjoy or don't enjoy that it, 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 he's such an admirable character in the history of christian music uh, because he just he had a boldness that i think uh a lot of us could use a little bit more of, you know, and so I've always sort of uh, been taken with with that, and I've appreciated that.
0: Now I know you were born in uh, the beautiful Denver, Colorado. What a great uh, place uh, that is! Uh, tell us a bit about your upbringing. Were you uh, r- did you have an early conversion experience, or were you just re- you know religious all your life? How were you raised?
1: Yeah, um, I my parents didn't raise me in, in a Christian home. Um, I uh, my first exposure to the gospel uh, was as a sophomore in uh, high school, so I was about 15 years old. um, And uh, a friend from school was was the first guy to sort of walk me through what what Jesus accomplished on the cross, and uh, that that just changed my whole reality and and woke me up and um, just sort of lit my heart on fire, you know. And so that was, uh, gosh, about 12 or 13 years ago now, and I have been walking with the Lord ever since. since then, my, my, my family is all, by God's grace, come to to know and be walking with Jesus, and so uh, I'm very thankful for that.
0: And was it a big transformation in your life? Did everyone notice the difference when you, when you came to the Lord?
1: <laughs> yeah, man, they did. Um, my mom thought I was in a cult. She was a little bit weirded out by my <laughs> commitment to this strange, you know, location with these strange people that, you know, and, and all that, uh, but uh, they eventually came around, of course. Um, you know, I, I remember... Um, I remember as maybe a, a lot of folks that that come to know Jesus uh can recall there was a, a bit of a fallout with a lot of my friends um initially uh who just weren't uh didn't like the new me you know and and um and so there was uh there was a lot of loss of friendship at the at the beginning of things for me but but God um is so faithful to supply uh, what we need in those moments And so not, not too long after that God brought a lot of other uh, folks into my life That were able to encourage me in my walk And keep me moving forward And But I, I definitely remember that as, as a big as a, as a big change And did
0: you have a sense of destiny then? Like, you know, you've, you've travelled the world You've written these brilliant songs You've released all these albums You impacted people with your music worldwide Did you have a sense of destiny That God was calling you to something at that age?
1: You know, um I didn't. I, di- I certainly didn't think it was music. Um, I, I maybe the sense of destiny w- wasn't there, but um, the sense of importance about what what the mission of my life ought to be was. I remember thinking when I was uh, a new believer, if uh, <clears throat> I had a thought like this, if if this is really true, if if Jesus was who He said He was and, and accomplished what He said He did, um, then this is the only thing that matters this is the only thing worthy to spend my life on if heaven and hell exist and all of that then i just need to i need to be given fully over to it and so that you know if if i felt any particular calling it was just to that that this is this is the the worthwhile life mission uh for me um advancing the gospel and you know the the music thing is is a is a great um it's a great avenue for me to do that uh but um, I, I try to hold it open-handed because I know that, you know, ultimately my, my main calling isn't to, to be a great artist, it's to be um, an ambassador of Jesus. So um, I'm open to whatever God has in the future, and uh, but I'm excited in the meantime that uh, he's opened so many doors for me to get to share my, my songs with so many folks.
0: Reminds me a little bit of that quote that uh, C.S. Lewis talks about. I, I, he says something like, if Christianity is false, then it's of no consequence. But if it's true then we need to give our lives to God because it's the most important thing on the planet, you know, something like that. Exactly. It's such an important thing, isn't it, that uh, we don't waste our lives. We we make the most of what God's given us. And uh, you've certainly done that. I mean, you're only 28. You're just a young whippersnapper, really. Uh, (laughs) Thanks for calling me a whippersnapper. I love that. (laughs) You studied history and philosophy at a university in Texas, and uh, uh, you've really uh, been labeled as someone who's not just a, singer-songwriter, You're a, you've been labeled a thinker, a challenger, a wordsmith. And uh, I've got to say, I've been really impacted by some of your songwriting. Tell us a bit about how you write your songs. Like, you've done this recent project, um, you know, covering some hymns and things, but some of your originals. Tell us about how you write your songs.
1: Yeah, um, you know, I, I think I, I try to encourage um, songwriters about this all the time, but uh, I think that it's the, it's the mission of a songwriter um, – First and foremost, not to write songs, but to be aware, to see things, to um, be introspective about their life and about what's happening around them. And uh, so, you know, a lot of what I do is I, I spend spend a lot of time just asking questions of myself. Like, you know, what what's what are the biggest things that that uh, God's been showing me over these, you know, these. This past year, or whatever, and uh, I, you know, I try to begin to sort of land on those those mega themes in my life, and and um, and then think about ways that maybe I can put those themes into songs, and and um, so that's sort of the the big picture strategy. But you know, the, really, what happens, like just practically, is I'm just walking around every day, and for whatever reason about five times a day i will get this lyric in my head you know i will get a line that that's saying something poetically and i'll write it down and i literally have since my last record thousands and thousands of these lines that are just waiting to bud into songs and so every now and then I'll, i'll sit down with those uh those lyrics and i'll sit down with my voice recorder of all the uh all the little guitar riffs that i've i've uh, written over the you know past year or whatever, and i 'll try to sort of set the lyrics up with the with the guitar things on little dates and see if any of them hit it off you know and uh, um, I do that long enough and eventually I land on something that works and, and and uh, I have myself the beginnings
0: of a song. Well I've certainly enjoyed uh, checking out The Hymn Sessions uh, your brand new uh, release uh, independent release that you put out uh, and a lot of people have said it's a, a decidedly new take on the old, old story uh, eclectic, quirky, raw is some of the descriptions I've, I've read uh, and I'd certainly say I love the, uh, the the version of How Great Thou Art with uh, Triple Lee. Tell us why you decided to do a bit of a hip hop infused rendition of How Great Thou Art
1: Yeah, um, you know that we definitely took a risk on that. I'm kind of always afraid that, that a lightning bolt's gonna hit us for tampering with uh, <laughs> with such an an old uh traditional hem like that. Um but you know here's the deal. There's a there's tens of thousands of uh hem albums out there done by artists and I, I knew that if we were gonna take a crack at it that uh uh, it couldn't be the status quo. We had to take some risks and, and rock the boat a bit. And, uh, and so we, uh, I thought, you know, there's nothing really more rocking the boat than uh, taking a ham and, and putting a hip hop artist on it. <laughs> so, uh, so I called up Trip, who, uh, as you know, I've, I've done a number of um, things with uh, in the past, and uh, sort of let him uh, take a stab at, at reimagining these couple verses, uh, uh, of the song and sort of putting it into modern language, and uh, you've heard it, and I think uh, you agree with me that he did a tremendous job yeah. of sort of re-articulating those truths, but for, for in a modern context, you know. And then we <clears throat> we sort of created created around that and uh, made made something I think that that uh, at least as far as I've researched uh, hasn't really ever been done, uh, which is very exciting uh, to to break a little bit of new ground.
0: Well, it's a very cool version of how great they Art, and uh, I love the other song I love of yours is um, "I Will Find You," uh, featuring Lecrae. I love the way that you're, you're infusing different artists in in your music. And I also just want to ask you about um, uh, the song "It Is Finished." Uh, now, your wife Kelly plays violin uh, in this song, and it's got a powerful message. Tell us the heart behind that song. "It Is Finished."
1: Yeah. Um, so uh, m- many of you will probably you know be are familiar with the phrase it's finished that's uh that's the last words that Jesus uh you know uttered um on the cross and uh before he expired and and man it just uh those words are just so pregnant with meaning um in the greek it's this word telestai it's this one word and and uh i um i wanted to attempt on this Hems record to not only um cover songs but sort of Try my hand at um uh hems of my own, you know. And so I, I, I wrote a couple of songs that sort of fit fit that language and writing pattern. Uh and It Is Finished uh was uh, was one that, that I wrote. And um uh it's it's basically a celebration of all the implications of what that means. When he says it is finished, he doesn't just mean it's over, I'm I'm dead now. He's he's saying saying everything that needed to be accomplished to bring his bride back to god has been accomplished it is finished and so the song just uh, unpacks that um in every verse and and i was so happy to have uh, uh kelly be featured on it and violin That's she was we met because she was a violinist in my band so it's nice to have her her back on a record with me and Uh, Yeah, sort of how we close out the record so that everybody can leave meditating on that truth.
0: Mm, Very powerful, and uh, the song's called It Is Finished, and I've heard a preacher once say, uh, you know, Jesus Jesus didn't say, I am finished. He said, it is finished. You know, the purpose for which I was sent to die on the cross, uh, you know, that is finished now, and we're in a new covenant, you know. And I just love that mm-hmm. uh, you, you, you've finished the record focusing on the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, and obviously, you know, it's the most important message in your life. You've, you've uh, had your life transformed at the age of 15, as, as you shared earlier on in the interview, and, and now it's the message you want to bring uh, to the world through your music, and you ser- certainly do a great job, Jimmy. Uh, and uh, the other song I just want to ask you about, too, is there's a, a a delightful homage to the Motown uh, soul era, uh, "Joyful, <laughs> Joyful" uh, on the record. Tell us about that one.
1: Yeah, so um, I, I love I love the content of "Joyful, Joyful." I think um, to me, it's one of the uh, um, the most. Uh, Happy songs that have ever been written, you know. Um, and you know, honestly, uh, "Guilty Confession." The first time I heard it, and actually, the, the whole reason that it's even on the record is because when I was a kid, um, it was one of the songs performed on uh, Sister Act Two, the movie Sister Act Two with Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I just fell in love with uh, that that movie and that song because of it, and so. Um, that's that's the reason I, I gave it a ton, the time of day on this record in the first place. But you know, I, I thought um, a, anybody who knows you know my past records or things like that, they know that I I, I love the Motown era. Um, I, I've covered uh, Marvin Gaye's um, How Sweet It Is before, and just really love that feel, you know. And so we got in into studio and and just you know the the benefit of being an independent artist is you can kind of do whatever you want so <laughs> so i uh i just we just gave a crack at it you know and just said let's let's try to make this feel like those old timey 60s and 70s jams uh, and and so man, we had a blast uh, doing it and just got to jam out on it. Very
0: cool. Well, the album is called The Hymn Sessions Volume 1. I'm um, uh, even more excited about Volume 2 coming out now after hearing about you today. Uh, and uh, of course the website is jimmyneedham.com, uh, needham.com you'll, you'll remember it that way. Uh, and uh, the website's great too. I noticed you've actually got a Bible study link on your website. How important is the Word of God to you in your daily walk, Jimmy?
1: Well, I, I think it's everything. It's It's how God has uh, chosen to reveal the the deep things of himself to us and so man it's it's something i feast on daily and uh i you know the reason that we have bible studies on my website is an attempt to to help my fans. um move into deeper and deeper waters uh, with God. So, man, I, I, just, I just
0: think it's such a gift. Thank you. Very cool. And Jimmy Needham, I reckon you're a History Maker. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry, and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater, and why don't you go and make history? History Makers. Order your flash drive with 20 of the best History Makers interviews now at historymakers.tv for just $19.95. All proceeds will help History Makers Radio and TV share the gospel all around the world. Order now at station sponsor, historymakers.tv. You'll hear interviews from Mark Burnett, producer of the Bible series and Survivor. Musicians like Paul Coleman, Mark Schultz and George McArdle from the Little River Band. Also Kate Bracks, winner of MasterChef 2011, former Olympian Elka Whalen, and many more. Order now at historymakers.tv.